Hi, everybody. This is Harry Chase here at the Best Bet Corner, a Sunbet production. Uh, we've got a show, a beautiful show for you tonight. We've got uh, uh, Darren, the parlay kid from uh, Against All Odds, my Against All Odds podcast show with Cousin Sal and Brother Bry. Uh, Darren's going to be joining us in a sec here. We're going to go over Tampa Bay and uh, Rob Gronkowski situation today. Uh, we're going to talk about some more draft picks and uh draft situation that comes up on thursday um darren listen darren the parlay kid against all odds podcast is here with me darren how's everything going tonight? everything's pal? great harry just call me tpk that's all you have to do no worries that's it that's it tpk man word <laughs> word buddy <laughs> listen hey uh thanks for having uh having come on and uh, we're gonna have some fun today darren like look i mean uh was this was this listen I'll start with this with the Tampa Bay Bucks uh was this inevitable that Rob Gronkowski was going to come out of retirement and give it a go and of course does it with Tom Brady You know how I was just thinking about that it 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 seems like it now it was inevitable yet nobody was talking about it I, I hadn't heard anybody talk yeah, about it so yeah. it kind of came out of nowhere but at the same time you're like yeah this makes way too much sense that this is happening right so it it was inevitable, yet it I do think it caught everybody by surprise, just because we haven't heard it happening, uh, but yet we should have been thinking about it. Like we should have been talking, like yeah, well Gronkowski come out of retirement uh, to play for the Bucks, and that's exactly what's happened here. And uh, I I just think <laughs> what a nice what a nice fit for Brady down there. And boy oh boy, I. This NFL season promises to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a fun team to watch down there. Oh, it really it's it's going to be something else. And I, I I've seen that. I know. Uh, look, I I think maybe the first reason and uh, main reason, Darren, that um, we didn't hear about this or no one was talking about it. I mean, it looked like to me that Gronk was having a blast being retired. You know, the wrestling stuff, the uh, mass singer thing. Um, he he's he was doing Fox stuff and uh, some football gigs and everything. I thought he was having a great time. I'm sure he was, but maybe he was just a little bored and just wanted to come back to football. Yeah, I think the uh, the nice weather in Tampa with and Brady being there, it just it make. Too much sense to uh, not give it one more go, uh, and uh, you know he's yeah. still he's still a young guy, and um, I think uh, w- with uh, the team they have down there, I guess they're looking to make some noise. And um, you know you called it you called it a couple months ago, Harry, and uh, this team right now, I, I, I'm guessing they just keep inching up uh, closer and closer to being a Super Bowl favorite. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean the 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 odds continue to plummet uh, for them um, uh, in every aspect, making the playoffs, of uh, uh, winning the division, uh, going to the uh, NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. Everything's going, everything's going down on that because uh, of what they're uh, what they're uh, trying to do. I think uh, I've seen uh, eight and a half, but you had to lay like two hundred. Now they've up to nine. Now I'm hearing nine and a half on over under wins for the season. Um, Look, they're going to be the darling of the NFL, I think, too, um, being on television. I can't wait for the uh, schedule to finally come out with uh, television games. I'm telling you, Darren, I'm going to mark it down right now. We can make a side bet We can uh, on this if you want. I am telling you right now that one of their games versus the Saints will be a Monday night game, 
and their game when they play home against Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, an absolute Sunday night game for Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. I think there's no doubt about that. And (laughs) speaking of that, I don't know if this – the coronavirus is holding up the schedule, uh, but are we planning on that coming out uh, pretty soon here, or are they pushing that back? we have any idea about that? Because I know fans can't Good wait for question. that. Usually it's like right after the draft, I thought they came out with the schedule shortly after. Um, but uh, that that that's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see the schedule this year. That's going to be a lot of fun to look at. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to try to see if I, there's any... Uh... Um, date on terms of uh, getting that done because that, definitely that's that's probably the next thing that we'll have to yeah. look forward to. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I mean, unfortunately, it can't like wait. No, all of a sudden, we talk about when when it comes out what the uh, what the games are on television. Then we're still not sure if we're going to have it in 2000 uh, in 2020 after after everything's said and done. But still, uh, love watching and checking out the schedule the day it comes out. You Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Well, let's see here, Darren. What else? Let's see. So we got Gronk in Tampa Bay with Brady. Wow, um, they got some. Uh, they got some weapons on offense now. Um, two stud receivers in terms of Pro Bowlers, um, and then uh, now Gronk and uh, OJ Howard as well. Who, where I've mentioned before, Tampa hasn't used him right. He was a first round draft choice out of Alabama a couple of years ago. So, I mean, this team is now loaded. It's going to be interesting to see. And I, like I said, I like them over. I think they can get eleven. Uh, I mentioned that on the show a couple days ago. Um, and another team, Darren, here, we'll talk draft here. This is something that's very interesting. I know on the show today we discussed um, a little bit um, of Jonathan Taylor and uh, the running back from Wisconsin. Uh, his over-under is 37.5. We're going to talk a few props here too, Darren. Tell me what else throws, uh, you know you like and everything, But if you got some picks out there. But... Jonathan Taylor, Darren, under 37 and a half. And I know this is a situation now with running backs and, this, and their contracts with uh, the, the years they've been getting. Now, I know uh, McCaffrey just signed uh, for $16 million, but it doesn't look like anyone else is getting that type of money anytime soon. And uh, I'm not saying Taylor deserves that right off the bat, but I'm just saying in terms of being 37 and a half, um, Zeke Elliott for your Cowboys went fourth overall a few three, four years ago. Um, same conference. Taylor had six thousand yards in three years at at, at uh, Wisconsin. Darren, he had twenty six touchdowns last year. Uh, one time in three years, he didn't lead the Badgers in rushing. I mean, incredibly durable. And you're getting plus one hundred five on the money at thirty seven and a half. I think it, Miami should take a shot with him maybe here at twenty six. Um, you know, five of the first fifty six picks. The Dolphins have in this draft, Darren. Only six teams in the common draft era have ever had that many picks. That's crazy. So I think the Dolphins go and go ahead and take a risk here at 26 and go after someone like Jonathan Taylor, whose upside is tremendous, and you're stealing him. I think it, that's even still at 26 with his over-under at 37.5. I mean, what a talent this guy is. I love Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, Harry. Um and you know, obviously, with uh, DeAndre Swift there too from Georgia, who is really the uh, the first running back uh, to be taken, it looks like in this draft, at least by the odds, uh, what the odds are saying. Who was also banged up hey, at the end of the season last year, Darren, and didn't play in the sh- didn't play, barely pl- played two plays in the Sugar Bowl. Yep. And uh, and you know, I don't know about so much about uh, Swift. 
in terms of, he got injured Absolutely. at the end of the season against Georgia Tech. I'm a too, Taylor you know? guy. I think uh, he does have some fumbling issues, but he's a sprinter, uh, mm-hmm. and he's a big dude. And he's shown he can carry the ball a lot. And that also could be scaring some teams off that because he does have uh, – he's had a lot of co- college carries, and uh, we know that could scare some teams away. I think – he would be a great fit on the Dolphins. I know they signed Jordan Howard, uh, but you know I don't. Who's always not? Who's also not reliable? Yeah, he doesn't either. excite you. Uh, and I definitely think at some right. point they're taking a running back. Uh, but I could see them banking on the fact that one of these guys might even slip to later in the second round where they can grab them, or possibly early in the third round where they might grab uh, the LSU running back or the Ohio State running back. Or somebody like that. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be intriguing to see where some of these running backs go because they are pretty good. Uh, and I think if if you were to go back, say, 15, 20 years ago, uh, Jonathan Taylor's a top 10 pick, maybe even a top 5 pick, just based on his production and, you know, his speed and his size. Uh, but nowadays, running backs are just not in demand, Harry. No, not at all, and that's why uh, it's dropping like that. And it's a really, I mean, uh, still you got to have a guy for your future, and uh, in Miami, I think that is a spot that they could definitely use a guy like Jonathan Taylor or even somebody. Swift is from the South, so I can understand that too. But uh, I think the Dolphins definitely need to. Uh, with the, those number of picks, can take a chance like that, Darren. Um, look, you know, I think uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of props out here that. Uh, we went over on Against All Odds today. People you can listen to that. Uh, it's up on Twitter right now. Um, uh, there's other props we went over. I know uh, we went over the Herbert Tua yeah. situation here. Um, I, it's still baffling to me, Darren, and and I know uh, and I know you find it hard to believe too. But now Herbert, I believe, is still a favorite to go ahead of Tua. And uh, you made a great point today on Against All Odds where. If teams want to stay where they are and not get crazy and trade, I think everybody, I think you're right, everybody one through six uh, would get the guy they want without having to play any monkey business at number three in messing around uh, and trading with Detroit. That's right. I I don't understand this talk all of a sudden that Herbert is uh, favored to go ahead of Tua in this draft. Uh, Where did that happen? I I understand Tua's injury history, but... The, the, there's tremendous upside with Tua. I think he's worth the risk. The ball just kind of like pops out of his hand. Um, whereas Herbert, I, look, I've watched it, that him play a lot in college. And look, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not Mel Kuyper. I'm not, uh, I'm not sitting here saying I'm an expert. But I, I think I do watch enough football to say I can't recall watching a game, and we watched a lot of them with Herbert, where I said, well, he put that team on his back. He led them to a victory. I can't recall ever saying that about Herbert. I think, I think he's just got those uh, measurables. Like he's big. Um, he's got. You know, he looks. Exactly. He looks he, like the prototypical six. quarterback. But I'm just not sure. Uh, you know, in talking to some Dolphin fans, I know I haven't heard one of them say that they want Herbert over Tua. I have not heard one of them say that they are desperate for Tua. Desperate. What's bro? What's your brother John say? He wants Tua. He's all about. He's all about Tua. <laughs> Does he? I'm oh, good. I, 
I, I am too. Uh, I am know. too. I mean, I just don't. I just don't see it. I don't think the risk. There's no. Uh, I don't think the reward is even close to big enough of uh, than than the risk that you, Miami would take if they messed around and didn't get Tua and wound up with Herbert. I mean, Miami since Dan Marino hasn't had uh, a good draft and drafting quarterbacks. They've been awful. I mean, they've been as bad as the Chicago Bears, if not worse, since Dan Marino in terms of drafting quarterbacks. I think overall. And, uh, and I mean, this is a situation where I just don't, again, I don't see, um, I didn't see Herbert put the team on his back and go for a 455 and five touchdowns because he had to in a shootout in these games. He just didn't, he just, you know, he dink and dunked a lot and Oregon was yeah. good and he had a, he had a good game against Wisconsin Absolutely. in the Rose Bowl and they yep. won the game. But I, but I, and, and uh, I know you're gonna, you, you're not gonna like this, Darren. But a lot of his play to me, a lot of his play to me, like we just mentioned, but not putting the team out of his back. It's Troy Aikman. It's Troy Aikman. It's Troy Aikman, my friend. I know Troy Aikman did the did the deed in San Francisco on the road. I'll give you that. But I just never put Brett Favre always on his shoulders. Sure. The team, the team was on his shoulders where he had a rally. And Dallas, of course, was in a lot of situations that didn't have to be like that. But I just don't think Troy ever yeah. did that. Really, I really don't during the regular season. It was, but again, to be honest and fair, not a lot of opportunity to do that. But sometimes it did, and it would be Emmett, and it would be Irvin, and it would be their defense, or be something. And of course, it would be Emmett Smith. So, still, yeah, the players. So that was I understand that as well. But this is a situation where with Herbert, uh, it's just the same situation where he's just not. He's good, but he's not. It's just I don't think he's great to be up yeah. that high. Just really, it would have not. been like. And Tua, and you can't. And Tua, look, look what look what we saw Tua do. He's got a oh. cannon for an arm. These games that he was putting up, the game against Georgia uh, to win the national championship a couple of years ago, after taking yeah. the sack, after taking the yes. sixteen yard yes. sack, and then yes. coming back I, with that play, nobody pulls magic he, off like that, yes. like he did. People nobody forget about that when he replaced Jalen Hurts in that game. The kid was born to be a quarterback. He's born to be a quarterback. You gotta just dismiss the yeah. injuries right now. This would be like talking. Look, we we both like Josh Allen on on the Bills, right? We we both like him as a quarterback. But plus, Darren, real quick though, yeah, it's also Herbert. Go ahead, you can have your four touchdowns against yes. California and against uh, and against uh, University of Arizona. Big right. deal. Look what we just said about Tua in a game that mattered. Like you, and you said, Darren, he was born to be I, a quarterback. That's what his father raised him to do, and he's ready. And I, I understand the injury situation, like you said. And Darren, I was a hundred percent with you. I, it's worth the yeah. risk. And yeah, my point is. was, uh, and Miami better, better, better figure that out before this absolutely. gets out of hand. Absolutely. And I, I was going to say, like, we both like Josh Allen. We think he's a very good quarterback for the Bills. But this would have been, I, I would compare maybe at this point, Herbert to the way they talked about Josh Allen at that time. Um, and you wouldn't have taken Josh Allen in the top five at that time. They just He wasn't that type of a quarterback, and, and he wasn't mm -hmm. taken at that time that early. Um, but for, for, for If you remember, though, if you remember a few, like a month and a half to two months before the draft, they had Josh I Allen I know, that's, that's kind of, the, I feel like Herbert, this is like the same scenario that's shaping up with that. I really... I really and if you kind of watch their games, they're kind of similar. They they move both are big guys who move pretty well have you know very strong arms, um, but I I don't know. Brother 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 by mentioned it today on against all odds. Uh, your brother Darren, the where he he saw Herbert and Herbert's quick. 
he he took off the past a couple of years in run, being able to run the ball. Last year, not so yeah. much. Well, that might have been to protect himself. Probably protecting exactly. himself. Exactly. Look, knowing yeah. he's going to be a top ten pick at some point, maybe that was on in the back of his mind. But look, I I'm totally nothing against the kid. I just I'm just so high on Tua. I would honestly say that if Tua didn't have injuries, he might be going ahead of Burrows. I mean, he really might be because Tua, without the injuries, would have put up 50 touchdown passes himself this year. And I, my, my guess Easily. is he might be going number one without the injuries um, because he would have put up like three straight good years compared to Burrows where he put up – he had one fantastic year. It's an all-timer. But at the same time, without the injuries, Tua might be the first person taken in this draft. So I think I, I can't believe the talk that this is switched with Herbert possibly being drafted over Tua. I think it's nonsense. Maybe it's something like, hey, Harry, your Giants. I suppose. I mean, are they just are they are they trying to get somebody to trade into that fourth pick for Herbert by by saying that they're interested in Herbert? I mean, what's up with the Giants saying that? I mean, I thought Daniel Jones looked pretty good last year. Why would the Giants even be t- saying I wouldn't this? Mi- I wouldn't mind it so much, Darren. And tonight I did the uh, the rap on uh, uh, Sirius Channel 82, Mad Dog Radio, and, uh, with Patrick Maher, the host. Me and him discussed this about the Giants. And I said, uh, you know, they were looking uh, shoot, a month ago. It looked like they were ready to take Werfs, uh, number four overall, um, the offensive lineman from Iowa, which would have been fine because that's definitely a uh, situation, a position where the Giants definitely need to get much better at and protect Jones. But uh, lately I've been seeing a lot of Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker. I've mentioned him against all odds before when I've had a Clemson pick. Um, I really like him at four. Giants haven't had a standout defensive linebacker um, in uh, a long time, and uh, 100, 100 tackles again this season. He was all over the place. The championship game against LSU and Darren, he, the second-best time for a linebacker running the 40 uh, this past year since 2006. So this guy's yeah. all over the place. I really like that. that uh, figure out something else for offensive line. If you can get Simmons at four, I want to take him. But if they do trade, like you mentioned, it's not the worst thing either because there's a lot of other players that can get maybe later on and have maybe an extra pick or two too. So I'm hoping for good things for the Giants. But like I told him, like I told Patrick, Darren, how can you, you know, I did like the uh, Saquon Barkley pick a couple of years ago. Obviously, I was happy they didn't take Sam Darnold. But look, I just, I just said, look, but now we have the ultimate slap in the face by the Dallas Cowboys as we have Jason Garrett making the play calls now. So how and and Freddie Kitchens as well. I just don't like the coaching staff. And uh, Judge, we don't know anything about this guy either. So I said uh, that's where uh, um, the Giants are faulting. So we'll see. But uh, again, uh, I'm hoping if they, uh, Simmons, if they trade down, it's fine with me too. Yeah, I think that is a weird coaching staff mix there. That is a weird mix. Oh, a weird mix. Oh. Judge, Kitchens, and Garrett. Maybe we'll all come together for them. But it's just a very odd, very odd situation. And. Uh, I don't. Good luck with that. I mean, you got you got some talent there, and I, I think the Giants are in. A, you got that vanilla uh, offense going. Yes, but I do think the Giants are in a, in a great situation with that fourth pick, where they're going to address a need, whether it's on the offensive line, or on the defensive, you know, line slash, you know, outside uh, linebacker type of position, where 
Uh, they're going to get somebody good in that in that spot. I don't think they're going to be trading out. I don't. We yeah. haven't heard anything about this, like right? People, we've we've heard rumors about this draft possibly, you know, not being what uh, everybody's expecting. But at the same time, we have not heard any trade rumors out there. There's no, there's nothing floating around out there, really. Um, so I, I think everybody's going to stay put for the most part. I really do. I really think a lot of teams are staying. What do put. you think? What do you think of maybe? What do you think of maybe uh, Denver, who uh, picks at fifteen, and a lot of uh, reports say that they need, they want and need a receiver. Uh, you got Cortland Sutton there, but nobody else except a bunch of no namers, um, wide receiver wise. Um, and we know that right in that early uh, eleven to 15 yeah. range it seems like judy uh from alabama rugs from alabama uh are gonna go and also um uh lamb from oklahoma so uh, is, is it i think it, it's a possibility elway will want to trade up and get one of those guys and i've heard that he does really like cd lamb yeah i could i could see why they would want one of these three receivers and i think they could stay put and roll the dice on the 49ers not taking a receiver there. Maybe the 49ers waiting uh, till their second pick later in the first round to nab a receiver because right. it's going to be pretty deep, address another need, and maybe like Ruggs falls to the Broncos. I think that would be an ideal situation for them. Uh, if it's not Ruggs, it would be Lamb or Judy. I have a feeling... We're going to see Judy and Lamb go 1-2 out of the receivers or you know, vice versa, Lamb-Judy, and I think Ruggs is the three. That's interesting because, right, because you know what? It'll be interesting, Darren, because let's say the Jets do grab one uh, receiver at 11. That's definitely a need for them. Uh, and then at 12, and at, at, well, let's just put it this way. At 11 and 12, if one receiver is taken, only one, now Denver can go ahead and and hold back because at 14, Tampa is going to go offensive line. Uh, they're not definitely going that receiver. So at that point, Denver can hold. But if two receivers go right off the bat, do they make a trade with San Fran at 13? Uh, that That's a good question. Uh, something they would probably consider right there. Uh, but, yes, I think what, you know, the Jets could kind of throw a, a monkey wrench into this for a lot of teams if the Jets decide to go like offensive line to protect Darnold. Uh, and sure. they just, they maybe say, well, we'll wait to the second round to get one of these receivers. I think that would be a mistake. I think a Judy or a Lamb, uh, they are a big time number one receivers. I don't think the Jets would be wise to pass uh, one of those two guys up. But if they do, uh, that's going to open things up for some other teams maybe now. Uh, to get an elite receiver. So uh, I, I definitely feel like uh, Brother Bry's uh, Raiders have to go receiver. I just think they have to. There's just nobody there um, that that uh, scares you at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you no, know. no. I mean, wa uh, I guess uh, I'd say Waller's their best far, receiver, and he's the tight far. end, And right? Jacobs showed yeah. last year he's, he's – they got a – a number one running back on their hands too. So, uh, to bring in a, a a dynamic receiver for them would be huge. So they they would be taking a receiver. I think that's the one team I'm very sold on. And I and uh, 
And like we said, I think I think Denver is probably certainly looking for one, and and the Eagles, as I know you like the Eagles and the Colts, right? So there's going to be a bunch of teams. Now we know the Colts don't have a pick in the first round, but they'll be waiting in the second round for a receiver. So we're going to see these guys flying off the board. It's just a matter of whether or not teams will say, well, look, there's so many good receivers. Let's address another need here in the first round, and we're still going to grab a pretty darn good one in the second. Yeah, it sounds right. Absolutely, Darren. Look, look, we got a little bit of time left. I'm going to go with one more prop. Do you have anything out there that you oh, want to go over? Throw one at me, Harry. Really like I, we could talk play? about this stuff all throw night. Okay, well, well, me and you, uh, I think we differed a little bit on this one, so I'm going to throw sure. it your way. I want to see what you, uh, you want to come up with here and what you like. I'm going to go first safety drafted. Yes. Okay? Now, look, we've got uh, – Xavier McKinney from Alabama. He's a minus 275 favorite right now. And then you have Grant Delpit from LSU at plus 275. I mentioned on Against All Odds uh, today that Delpit had an off season compared to the season he had before going into this past season. A lot of people had him as the defensive player of the year. Uh, and he's in his draft status right now, I think, is sitting at like 32 and a half. So he dropped from the season before that LSU had great. Everyone else on that defense blossomed except for him, uh, it seemed like, in terms of the secondary. Uh, Jeremy Chin at 9-1, to one, uh, safety out of Southern Illinois, Darren. And then Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, from Minnesota. Uh, he's 12-1. to one. He's my guy a little bit. I'll get into his stats in a little bit and why I like him. But those are the top four guys. Who do you got there for safety? Well, it makes sense to look at the uh, McKinney from Alabama. Uh, his odds are overwhelming to uh, be the first safety chosen. Um, but, I, you know, I said this today on Against All Odds. Um, I'm not sold on any of these guys going in the first round. And if that were to happen, you never know what's going to happen in a second round. That's where all of a sudden Delpit could be taken over McKinney, right? Or any of those other guys you mentioned, somebody just might like those guys better. It could happen. So I still think McKinney's going to be the first kid taken there, the first safety taken. Minus 270 is not, it's really terrible value. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's probably the, a real safe bet. But this this is where you could see somebody else. And I think I know who you're going to mention here. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to mention in a sec there. First, uh, to finish out, the, I gave out top four. I'm going to give two more out. You got Ashton Davis at 20 to 1. And check this out there. Kyle Duger. Never heard of him. Only 25 to 1. Uh, Lenore Rind. How oh, about that? It's, wow. Lenore Ryan, yeah. yeah. But no, listen, I'm good. I mean, like you said, McKinney, the overwhelming favorite. Of course, Alabama guys usually are a little more uh, pumped up, just like Ohio State guys. Um, but he had seven combined forced fumbles and picks last year. Led the team uh, with 95 tackles. Uh, at minus 275, it seems uh, decent to take him. But I agree with you. If it, if if it if he slips past 20. I've seen uh, McKinney and a lot of draft boards around 21, 22. If he slips and it gets to 25, 26, that, and 27, and he hasn't been picked yet, then we're looking at a couple things, and we're talking. They'll be talking about that that he's slipping a bit. You yep. know, uh, like I said, Delpit was 
um, named, uh, was supposed to be, uh, a lot of uh, people had him as the defensive player of the year, and he it slipped, like I said. So I'm going to take a shot here. Well, like you said, it has to be the perfect storm where people start dropping and it gets a little later, 27, 28. I'm going to take Antoine Winfield, like I mentioned, the June, uh, the, from uh, Minnesota at 12 to 1. He's got great pedigree. His father uh, played 14 years in the NFL. He had uh, seven picks last year, 85 tackles uh, for the Golden Gophers. And I know Brother Bry, uh, whenever Brother Bry, if he does listen, um, had Penn State in that game against the Gophers last year. Winfield had two yeah. picks in that game to seal the deal for the Gophers. Um, I think it's a heck of a pick here. And look, he's not, he, out of the Big Ten, um, so why not, right? I mean, it's still uh, it's a situation where this guy, uh, his father, he, he played, uh, he's incredibly smart too. Three-time All-American in terms of academic All-American as well. I mean, and again, his father, a great NFL player, played 14 years. Why not at 12-1? to yeah. one? I think that's great, but incredible. That is value. good value. And I think I think Mel Kuyper's a fan of his too. So not that that means anything, but... Uh, he, he, you know, he kind of yeah. know he kind of studies this stuff, so I know he uh, is a fan of his. So you never look. Th- this is when we talk about gambling at this time and wagering on these type of things. Uh, you know, you have some fun with it. You, you know that a lot of this is cra- it's a crapshoot. We don't know what's gonna happen, but uh, you know, you you have a chance to go for some long shots here. You don't have to put a lot of money on it, but. You can have some fun with some of these picks. And you know what, Darren? This year, like Sal mentioned earlier, um, since basically this is all we have, um, they've come out with so many more props, so many more uh, available. Uh, it's it's just fun. It's almost like we, you know, you could even have, uh, you know, uh, maybe I'll even come up with a contest with, like, us guys. We'll all put a, a hundred in or something like that where uh, we just we – just, we just uh, I'll, I'll make our own prop thing just to have a little fun. I mean, you can do something like Absol- that, you know. I mean, absolutely it's, it's Thursday night. I mean, everybody just needs to relax, chill, and whatever it is, it is. Um, have fun with it, you know. I heard uh, John Lynch on the radio today, uh, general manager of the Forty uh, ers say that uh, he just wants, uh, you know, it's it means a lot. It is the draft. But also knowing what type of uh, situation uh, the country is in right now, the world is in, let's just relax a little bit and uh, let's have fun with it. And I agree with him 100%. Let's just have fun with it on Thursday night. You know, absolutely. We, I think everybody deserves to have a little fun, and um, you know, I, it's going to be a little unusual uh, under the circumstances. But uh, what a what a very welcome distraction it, for everybody. It'll be it'll be good too. On I meant I mentioned Darren on a uh, one of my articles uh, with my prop bets on Odd Shark. Just uh, um, there were a couple props involving uh, uh, like Goodell. Like will Goodell come out um, in a suit for the first pick? <laughs> and uh, uh, and and the and it was minus eleven hundred. And I checked uh, <laughs> earlier today down to minus eight fifty <laughs> on the yes. And it would, what you know what. Lose the suit. You're home yeah. in your basement. Let's just get relaxed and just just come out in like some jogging pants, like your or and, and make it fun. Hey, I, don't know. I would have no problem if he did that. I I get a kick out of it. So uh, maybe somebody with you those know, odds uh, falling like that, maybe somebody knows uh, a little something about what's happening. Who knows? Right. So well, Darren, look at uh, 
appreciate you coming on again, as always. Uh, best pal. Anytime, uh, Harry. Really so, appreciate it's always you fun. We, on. As um, we know, we always could, fun. We could talk about this stuff uh, all night long. All night long. It's it's great stuff. And, uh, 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 you know, I just uh, can't wait to Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, everything okay with the family? Yeah, everybody's good? good here, Harry. I know we're uh, here on Long Island, and, uh, you know, we're being hit pretty hard here in New York. But, um, you know, everybody's doing good here in my household and just trying to be uh, healthy, make uh, smart choices, uh, safe decisions, and uh, that's what we're doing. So we're managing, we're getting by, and I know uh, my boys are really looking forward to the draft on uh Thursday night we were talking about uh, you know who we want the Cowboys to take and as you know my son Maddie's a a uh, a Giants fan. I was, I was just I was just I was I was just going to mention. So Maddie. and he is mention. like you. He is praying for Simmons. That's who he wants. He wants Simmons from Clemson. Okay. That's his guy. Uh, and uh, the rest of us here, uh, the Cowboy fans, you know we're we're kind of getting greedy. We're kind of like. Uh, you know, it's an offensive league. Maybe let's if uh, Jefferson's from LSU there, let's ride with him and have uh, and have Cooper, Gallup, and Jefferson as a re- receiving trio uh, for Dak Prescott to throw to. So we're getting a little greedy there, but we we might like to see that. I don't think it, I don't think it's going to happen, I but uh, I, we wouldn't mind seeing it. In my uh, in my Odd Shark mock draft, Darren, I do have the Cowboys at seventeen taking. Uh, Cornerback Christian Fulton LSU. from LSU. Yeah. You'd be happy um, with that? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a position of need for the Cowboys. I just don't know if I would. I don't know if I'd be thrilled with that. Darren, Darren, listen. This, this past year when Christian Fulton had 11 targets when he was on Judy, Ruggs, and Higgins of Clemson, he gave up 11 targets, three receptions for 39 yards, shut down corner. I, and I gave them to you that, for the Cowboys. That, Come on, that's nice. I, I, those numbers are mm. uh, are very impressive. So uh, I'm sure that's going to help his draft stock. Maybe just because he's not like a, a, it's not a sexy choice. You know, sometimes how we fall in love sure. with some of that sure. this other stuff. And uh, but I, I I think the Cowboys will make the right choice with whoever they take. And um, I, I'm uh, optimistic about that at least. So I can't wait. Let's see what happens uh, two nights from now. Definitely. Well, have fun, Darren. Tell uh, tell the wife I said hi. Tell the kids uh, I said hey, and uh, and tell Maddie we'll be uh, Giants will be okay in hey, a year. Hey, happy! Uh, by the way, by the <laughs> way, happy birthday to my buddy, not yours, number forty, fortieth uh, birthday, Tony Romo. Harry, just so you know, turned forty today, Tony. So, happy birthday, Tony. Today forty. All we right, know well, Harry doesn't like hey, you, but happy but birthday, I do. Tony. I, <laughs> Tony, listen. I'll say happy birthday to Tony out there. He doesn't have golf to watch right now. It's probably killing him. It's killing me too. So happy birthday to Tony Romo. Happy fortieth. Thank you, Harry. Appreciate it. I'm not such a bad guy. Well, again, Darren, thanks again. Really appreciate it, Harry. Listen, everybody, be safe out there. Keep up the good work, Harry. Everybody, be safe out there. Thanks, pal. Be safe out there. Have fun on Thursday. And uh, we'll recap this next week. We'll see what happens. We'll uh, judge uh, teams on how they did. We'll be going over what their over-unders are for the next season uh, next week. So we'll see how things go. So everybody, again, have a great time. Have fun. This is the Best Bet Corner. Harry Chase here. Take care, everybody. Have fun. Bye.